What 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 sort of uh, you do the intro? What sort of intro would you like? A normal one or a take the piss one? Well, I mean, you could take the piss, but I'd be curious to hear your stock. My normal one, yeah. All like right. knock me off my mantle. <laughs> How do you normally? What's the line you normally say? Uh, I normally do that fake, like where on an actual radio broadcast, like where the live. mics are hot. Yeah, the mics are hot. And we're rolling. Good evening or morning or whatever time period you happen to be listening to this podcast, folks. But I'm here on the sidelines, controversially taking over the reins from the introduction uh, mantle. My name is AP and I'm here with my (laughs) (laughs) co-host. It's Court. How are you, mate? I'm going well. I think I did that pretty well. That was I. I enjoyed it. I was waiting for you to do something to take the piss, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I really did think about going with my faux NBA announcer with, you know, at six foot two, <laughs> yeah. coming out with a bung ankle, Courtney, <laughs> one thirty six kilos. <laughs> uh, no, but here we are, mate. Yes, we've done a role reversal. Because yes. we've done a studio role reversal. Yes. So the studio has changed hands, proverbial hands. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the acoustics are better. Uh, we're not too sure yet. We think they may be, but that's unfounded, unsolicited uh, <laughs> a statement. So uh, you guys can be the judge on that one. Uh, I even got the more comfier chair. Yeah. Um, and you're sitting, I've got a very distressing view of you with your legs <laughs> up on the chair by the way well it's more that it's the mic stands sort of suit this at the moment so yeah. i managed to make it work i know you live close to the paran fruit market you don't need to smuggle the banana and the oranges <laughs> in oh, i will smuggle as much as i can uh but no how are you anyway mate i'm good i'm good i'm uh, i've moved house yes i've experienced what you've been experiencing um so i am exhausted uh, I'm happy to take a back seat this evening. We're a day late with getting this episode out. That's my fault. Yes. Or your fault. I can't remember. Someone's uh, fault. Look, I but was just- happy. I was happy to just, you owned it and I was happy to just go, yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> and then knowing full well that I'm pretty confident that if we, if we uh, check the tape, uh, it may not be as clear cut. Go to the ARC review center. Yeah, but luckily there's, it's off a Cameron Nokia phone of like a 3315, <laughs> yeah. so it's like one pixel, so I'm safe. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going good, man. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited. You're going to guide this one too. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm not. I'm nervous. <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. But um, but look, so you moved house. Uh, we've all experienced it, and it really does firm, uh, as we were talking about when you got in, that moving is still bad. It's heinous. It's underrated heinous too. That whole like, oh, someone died. Oh, I've lost an arm. Oh, I can't, you know, I got robbed at the ATM. Moving house is, it lives in that space. It's a real, it's death by not a thousand cuts because that's far too many. It's death by like seven different axes over a period of two weeks. (laughs) Just (laughs) as you start to think you're healing from the first axe. Another one comes fresh. Yeah, like at the start, you really like uh, the Black Knight and Monty Python. You yeah. know, tis but a scratch. Yeah. It's a flesh wound. And then, but realistically, by the end of it, you can't move. Yeah. And you've given up. Yeah. I'm like that. I've got blisters on my feet. My back hurts. 
It exposes age to <laughs> moving house. Yes. But um but look, the the big topic I would say is that we're in December. Yeah. Objectively we made it as a collective. Yeah. Um, as a country, community, world. Yeah. World one Wuhan virus bat eating zero? Yeah. Or half? It's well, probably probably not even quarter time yet. Well, to be fair, I feel like China is potentially sitting in a room somewhere contemplating invasion strategies to yeah. Australia. Look, to be fair, it's probably the end of the first quarter and yeah. we sort of mounted a bit of a comeback there. We got hot when the bench unit came out, Yeah, um, but it might be a bit early to really start. Um, I wonder what the sports bet odds would be on that. China invading. Yeah, just us not winning. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a given. <laughs> um, but look, we sort of sort of start doing a bit of a recap of the year um, yeah. as we lead into the Christmas period, the silly season. Yes, but probably less silly this year, or maybe more silly. Strange silly. Mm. But I thought I'd start with a quick overview or thought on what do you think twenty twenty one sports look like. Worldwide, yeah. I mean, we can have a bit of a look at the uh, the Australian lens first because it is uh, probably a fraction easier, and we're in a different circumstance as such. Mm. Um, but it's going to be different, that's for sure. I, I, I actually, I'm predicting that as long as we stay fairly strict and vicious with our borders as a country, that sport will actually go back to fairly normal, at least for the AFL season. Things will go back to a fairly normal existence. Maybe a little bit of, you know, stay a little further away or only 30 blokes in the uh, the bar behind uh, the level three <laughs> cheer stand. <laughs> um, but worldwide sports, I think we need to be prepared for guys playing in like digital arenas the way we saw with the NBA bubble. Like I just think it's the norm. It's going to happen. No crowds, digital screens, fake crowd sounds. And everyone pretending that it's okay because we're just desperate to have sport. See, I think it's going to go the other way. I think that I agree with you that everyone's going to say that it's okay. Yeah. But in fact, it's not okay. And people are just going to go do it anyway. Uh, yeah. And I should clarify, that's if a vaccine doesn't come out real soon. Yeah. All right. This this is in yeah. the world where there's no... We're going 12-month vaccine. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, because uh, I, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I feel like particular countries just going to go, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, no, we're going to do all this stuff. We're not doing that stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, Simpson just, style. Yeah, just We're like, going to protect everybody in our arena. Actual people in arena will not be protected. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, did you purchase the ticket? Yeah, did you not read a subclause 74B? <laughs> Uh, but look, it is weird. Like, there's also that sort of notion where I think that people are just going to get, uh, and everyone sort of witness it. You you get the fatigue of you just want you know people just go. I don't care anymore. I want to go back to normal. That mm. sport will just go back to normal because people will just will it and want it. Yeah. Um, which is a very interesting thought. Um, which is going to be fun to sort of see happen. I suppose that good old uh, thing that makes the world go around, the old cashola. Yeah, money's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you think this is the time that... So I will premise, uh, this happened before uh, the start of the podcast as such. We have a punters club uh, group, which I will be honest, we're up this year, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, 
wouldn't believe it. Is that the one where you bet on like fifth grade Peruvian indoor football kind of stuff? Uh, I believe you're correct, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had a bit of a run on esports and actually kind of got into it. When, this nice. is early days. Um, but I really do think that esports is in a, in a spot now where it's ready to launch. Like it's quite big, obviously, already yeah. uh, in certain markets. Uh, but upcoming, that's just, it's ready to just take over. I'll admit, I actually started watching Formula One esports, maybe because it's more interesting than real Formula One. <laughs> yeah, and I found myself actually watching it, maybe because the graphics are so good that I, you're able to suspend belief a little easier. Maybe five years ago, I was like, well, but now, yeah, I find myself that, a little bit of NBA 2K. I sit there and I watch it and I'm entertained. Yeah, well, I will premise that when we had our bets going on and there was not much happening in the world, uh, we had Zoom chats while watching various esports, <laughs> and the more enjoyment was trying to learn about a game that you have no idea about. Oh, uh, so okay. this is so this is like in the realm of games where uh, it's advanced RPG style, um, like Call of Duty. No, e-sports. no, no, like um, like World of Warcrafty style ones where there's all these tactics and. Someone is inevitably Googling what the hell, like, and we're like, we're up. And then the commentator's just like, oh, no, nah, that's not where they want to be right now. And we're like, okay, we're, we're not up. We're, we're losing, but the number says we're up. It's not like full on like, okay, uh, so I'm going to need a portal spell. No, you don't, like- you, don't, you don't get to hear them uh, on all of them, which uh, I did miss. Um, but I guess leading on as a looking forward, looking back. Yeah. Uh, what did you miss the most out of watching sports? What was the clear omission? Because I will, I would say that the big one is that for the most part, the athletes are still athletes. Yes, and you got to give them credit, like they, you know, not as conditioned as they were, but as they should be or normally, but they're definitely still kicking ass. Yeah, I missed as a person watching it on telly. I missed home crowds going nuts for something epic. So, like, Giannis driving to the paint in Milwaukee and doing some ridiculous dunk where you're kind of like, how did he he Euro from, like, the three-point line and jam that? I miss the, like, Milwaukee crowd just going ballistic and him flexing, like, those great shots of a player on their home court. I miss that so much. As a fan, I missed what we talked about ages ago, which is just rolling down to the G on a Friday night going to watch some footy, even if it was two teams that we don't like, Geelong, Richmond, <coughs> um, and just sitting in the crowd and having beers and laughing at the way like Harry Taylor runs. <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. I do think, like, I think the sport is a big one. Like, I probably don't miss, I guess, being an active participant in going to the sporting. Mm. I prefer being a passive participant where it's an activity to do. Yeah, it's like a social activity versus a sporting calendar. Yeah, I'm not really um yeah, indifferent, but you know, I will I will say that also at the same time, uh the tennis for me will be more unique to watch if we can't have crowds in there. Uh you know, last year I was very fortunate, got in, uh pulled a late decision with a, a mate of mine, we decided to pull the trigger on the quarter or the semis to go see Federer. Uh, ended up being this five-setter. He come back from nowhere and it's just wear shirts off. 
uh, quite close. <laughs> just like FedEx is just like, yes! Um, and it's just like, like tennis is also weird because the, it's silence. It's a lot of silence. Yeah. And there's a lot of the, you know. <gasps> yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's very moments of just tension. And then there's always some jackass who it's the fourth set and they've still got their phone on. Yeah. And you're like, mate, you've been here for two and a half hours. Turn it off. Yeah. Um, or the cliche, like, you're a flog. And then, thanks, I know. Like, <laughs> the, ex- the exchange with the player. Yeah. Who takes it well. And then the crowd goes, <laughs> and then it goes back. Yeah. But th- if there's no crowds at the tennis, that will be a big one for me. Yeah. I haven't even liked Formula One without crowds, even though the crowd has no bearing on it. Like, it's such a non-thing. Like, you can hear the commentators are in, like, a quiet box. Like, it's like the commentators are broadcasting from someone's bathroom because the crowd sound is not there. Like, so even those little things that your ears pick up on and you go, this atmosphere is just off. Mm. Yeah, it's very, again, it's all very obscure. It's a a good um, view into a different world of our sporting's world, I should say. Yeah, I guess it shows how much we've taken it for granted. I mean, that should be the the summary of 2020. Like, I probably didn't realize that was such a big deal, but it is. Yeah, and that yeah, that <laughs> goes across everything. Wow, I really should have shown up to Kevin's three birthday parties the last three years because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I think that sort of summarizes uh, 2020 sport and looking forward. Yeah, I, I can't even think of a single sporting moment this year that I was like, I'll remember this forever. Look, the NBA was pretty good. Yeah. It, you, like, it was pretty good. I'm giving it not like exceptional. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah, there was some moments, like Jimmy Butler made it entertaining for me. Those moments where he exhausts himself and doing the whole like, I told you we could ball, yelling at digital screens, which is a little strange. But that'll probably stick in my mind a bit. Like, but the rest of it, it just felt a bit, not fake, but just not right. Yeah. And, you know, there's the natural over commentary and trying yeah. to hide the no crowds. Yeah. Right? All, all those little bits and pieces of it as such. I don't think any of us will ever forget that first round of the AFL season when they had like the work experience kid with the like sound effects almost on a button. Yeah. Yeah. And like the away team had the same sound effect, but they just turned the volume down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Adelaide kicks a goal at Adelaide Oval and it's like, then North Melbourne gets one. (laughs) That's live footage though. (laughs) North Melbourne (laughs) had more than they had before and living it up. But yeah, agree. So, uh, going to go into our December topics. Yes. So it's a little bit of a taster, folks. Um, yeah. We will be having a bit of a special run. I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped. So Courtney and I sat down, had a bit of a think, and we are going to do a run of podcast episodes, some snippets. We haven't firmly landed on how many yet because <laughs> we, come, we come up with a few more ideas and then we go, Ooh, oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. We have not ironed out the creases. Yeah, so like like most of our plans, relatively solid but still a lot of flexibility. 
Yeah, guys out there know. Let's be, just for a second. We're talking to the guys out there. You know what it is when you're at the bar with your mates, you create an invention, an app, or a business model. You know deep down it's an amazing idea. Just haven't figured out the nuts and bolts to get it there. Yeah, so at this stage, it's going to be, I think at last check, it was nine. Yes, a play off the 12, is it 12 Days of Christmas yeah, song? 12 Days of Christmas, and then we realized that 12 was ambitious. Yeah. Um, so we were going to halve that, but then we found a few more in the tank. So. Yeah, so it's nine days of pod Christmas or Chris casting yeah, something. The pun, we haven't landed on the pun <laughs> I haven't yet. I have got yet. the pun yet. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a pun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they're going to be Christmas themed. Um, they're going to be little snippets. Yeah, like uh, 20 minute episodes every day. Leading up to Christmas. Yes. Uh, so they're going to be everything topical around the uh, Christmas times. Special guests. Lots of special guests. I didn't realize that. So, oh, yeah. No, that, that, no. Yeah. yes, I did realize that. Yeah. I forgot that I... You uh, organized, organized like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nothing like some plans. Uh, so look, this is going to be a little bit of a... This is going to be a little bit of a taster for what's upcoming. But these are not directly related. So this is just some... Offcuts. Offcuts, some honourable mentions, uh, still bangers. Um, <laughs> so don't feel like this is the the real dodgy stuff. Um, but look, December is a weird period in itself. For the most part in a normal year, uh, some companies start writing. Th- there's two types of companies and workplaces. Those who write it off from mid-November and those who accelerate and go full beans until the 23rd. Uh, most people have checked out early December. That's that's fair to be honest. Uh, but it's the events, the catch-ups, uh, the rollout at the end of the 2020 year or whatever the year is. Mm. Um, but see, this is the oddest time ever. There is no Christmas parties. Yeah. Uh, which I'm finding very interesting, but I'm actually not too sure if I really miss it. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, every year I... In my working experience, I've always had that like, ah, oh, Christmas party's on. But there have been some where I've had great nights. But all too often, they end in watching like a hidden work couple have a falling out at a, you know, a kebab shop at 3am. And you end up being stuck in the middle. That happens too much. Yeah, it's a very... And work parties are either, depending on your company, you either work at a very small company or a very large company. Yeah, and and yeah, it's obviously middle ground, but either both of them have pros and cons. (laughs) (laughs) Aggressive pros and cons on each. (laughs) Uh, Run through the small first. The small one is that if you know that you've got a business of ten people, you already know exactly who's going to be up to trouble, who you who you're having beers with, and who you're trying to avoid. Yeah, Um, yeah. And look, I look, I've been lucky with who I've worked with for the most part, Um, but again. There's always some kind of uh, work people who they might have ideas or, you know, for whatever reason, there always seems to be some people who this is their time. Yeah. This is like, I haven't had beers or, you know, whatever it it is, this is my time to go ham. Yeah. Like Sharon left me for Kyle. Yep. I'm ready to exact all of that energy. Or it's like the kids are at home. Yeah, oh, the classic. Yeah, we're at a we're staying at a hotel for the weekend. The kids are with my mum and dad, and it's seven o three 
and there's already four tequila shots. Yeah, they've yeah they're drinking in their matching hotel robes before they head down to the work function. Yep, and, and it's on Instagram. <laughs> so look, it's um, there's bits of it that are just not good. And look, I love a free beer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but at some point, I actually the free beer. There's no such thing as a free beer. Even if there is a free beer, you got to pay something. Yes. That's a fair statement. Well, at a work Christmas party, you definitely have to pay something. Yeah. Every beer that you consume for free inches you one step closer to completely making a cock of yourself. Yeah, it's um, look, it's interesting, and I, you know, we don't want to go too hard on this one because this one taster does come up. Yes, uh, a little bit later. Um, but again, do you are you missing the fact that there will be no Christmas parties this December? Uh, no, not really. Because I think uh, it could potentially be the thing that breaks a lot of people after a hard year. I think the only thing I miss is going to another pub, a pub, and it's not my Christmas do, and I get to sit there and watch another company have their Christmas party, and you get to comment, and that's more funny. That is a very underrated entertaining thing. That's people watching. That's like mega people watching. Yep. It's like the Super Bowl of people watching. Yeah, and you're just there and you're like, oh, yeah. She- Look at her. She's she really wants him to notice her, as oh. she's torn her neck out of eight different sockets, flicking her hair so hard, <laughs> and he's just like, uh, "I'm just I'm just catching up with my boy. Like how, me and my boy don't want to be here." How many times does she need to dance around him and put the Santa hat on his head <laughs> until he gets the message? You know, the old classic. I'm putting my accessory on you. Ah, uh, yes, a go-to. Yeah, uh, there is. I mean, I don't think it's as prevalent here, but the uh, the mistletoe, um, which I imagine would be rampant at um, our colleagues in the USA. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, if we have a special guest whose name rhymes with uh, Bona Grotto, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be able to comment. But uh, yeah, that is, I mean, it's in every Christmas movie. Without fail. So you would like to think that it actually applies to the real world in the countries of origin of those films. I feel like that's a HR nightmare, though. Can you imagine if that was a thing in Australia? Like with boozy Aussie guys? Yeah. Imagine that. I can. Oh, it's not you're great. under the mistletoe there, doll. You know what happens now. Like, oh. As they've got a treat. Like, not just like a... a a leaf of mistletoe or whatever it's called. They've ripped like a branch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> one thing that Aussie guys do it, Brits, Kiwis, we we put on suits. We don't have a good suit culture in our country. So everyone's suit is from Tarakash, Maya. Tarakash is done now. Is it? Yeah, I think They've- it's done. How is everyone going to get suits for Melbourne Cup and Derby Day? I, I don't know because I literally, I literally remember seeing a Batuta Advocate thing on it going, uh, a spring carnival in tatters as tarot cash clothes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How are we going to get our poly blend suits now? But we, we have that culture and it applies at a Christmas party where you have to dress up. And Aussie guys, we have too much. And the suit attire, we go from looking like, oh, Dad looks lovely in his suit. To by 9.30 where your gut's hanging out the bottom because the buttons have come out in the bottom of the shirt. You've loosened the tie. You're sweating the house down because the poly t-shirt and suit does not breathe. So you add into that a mistletoe branch 
and it's and the early dance floor move. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like, oh Beyonce put a ring on it, put me song on. Like there's a <laughs> lot of that going on. <laughs> Gives me shivers just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could we could deep dive into that one a little bit. What's the worst thing you've ever done at a Christmas party that you're happy to share? Uh, look, I don't have too many. Look, I've I guess my working career is a little bit uh, different. Where I've worked at some small, small, medium, and then where we we met, which shall mm. shall remain nameless in the yes. the game of you know, life animosity. <laughs> um, but look, they were pretty good. Uh, and they, Christmas things weren't a big one. The biggest one I literally went to was where we uh, worked. Well, that was an insane Christmas, which party. was. Uh, ridiculous for a company that I'm not convinced the books were in such a healthy position to be doing. Our, our punters club books are in better order. Yes, <laughs> I feel like like there are creditors still waiting for checks to clear. Yeah, so for me that night changed when. So another little side rule of the Christmas party is that you normally start with beer. It's always beers and wine. If you see someone drinking spirits, there is the raised eyebrow of, is that on the menu? Yeah. Or did that guy pay for it? Yeah. So I noticed very early at that Christmas party that there was far too many spirits going on for people to be paying. Yes. Because normally no one pays a cent at a Christmas party. Yeah. My night changed when I figured that out and I went straight to Scotchville. (laughs) 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 And mind you, I'd had two beers. So it was pretty early for me to be going to Scotch, um, but look, it was it was just a good like I had more fun to be honest. Just walking around, I'd been at that company for two months, maybe was able to fly under the radar pretty well, and just and because that party was so big, we're able to hide. We were, though, not hide from a few ladies. Oh, I hit the dance floor way too early. <laughs> Again. I was peacocking the house down at that party. I don't know if you remember. I had a white blazer on. I do recall. Yeah. And my hair was slicked back and wet. <laughs> I looked like an actual sort of an extra out of the Untouchables Al Capone movie or The Great Gatsby. I guess it, the theme was Gatsby, wasn't it? It was. But, you know, most people don't really take it seriously. I think I took it as a license to go hard in the paint. Mm. All I was missing was sort of the stick, you know, like a walking stick with a sort of ornament on the top <laughs> to announce my alpha male status to other men bringing sticks in. <laughs> I also remember that night just quickly, someone saying to me, it's so good, it's just like, you know, the, the, the work chat. That's a Christmas party thing. The chatting, that guy or girl that talks to you who announces that they wish you talked more. Because you've had a drunken exchange and they think that there's some sort of meaning to it. You know, the classic like, why don't we ever like go and have lunch? Like, why, why don't we ever go have a coffee? Like that one. Someone said to me, I've always, I'm glad we're talking. I've always got the feeling that you've never really liked me. And I remember boozily responding, I'm not going to lie. I have carried that sentiment for the majority of my tenure here at this company. Like, And then they're laughing and I've just, I've snapped and gone, I shouldn't have said that, but gone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So look, not to to continue on the the Christmas journey. Mm. Um, I've got a few questions for you. 
Okay. As I'm the... This is strange being... I feel like I'm being interviewed. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird for me because I've got to like read our loose notes and they're my notes and shockingly, they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff over this period that just gets made up. I Actually, I'll rephrase that. Things just seem to get added into the Christmas spirit or month that at some point makes me question if there is any legit reason why this is a thing. Yeah. Or if somebody has put a bit of a spin on it. Look, yeah. there's some obvious ones, like when people when it hits Christ, uh, December period, some people take liberties and they're like, it's Christmas, YOLO, and it's just eating and drinking. That, yeah. that's, that's a separate case. That's not what we're referring to. So one of mine, which I will premise, I have no backing of this, the Advent calendar. Yeah. I'm sure loosely down the track, there is some really nice story around it being something. Yeah. Now it just feels like early presents. Yeah, like Cadbury's way of upping the, uh, the bottom line. On the lead-in. Yeah. So, I'm, I want to pick your brain out. What do you think the different things out there that are just a straight-up uh, money-making ploy? And then the other one, which is the hallmark. Because yeah. this, is, this is the, you know, get-into-it sort of range. So, I'm going to start you off with another cracker that I've got. Yeah. Which is the Coca-Cola Santa thing. So, I don't know if you recall. No, explain this to me. So... Is it late 90s, early 2000s, but the Coca-Cola advert for most of November and December was Santa drinking Coke. <laughs> yeah. And I'll premise, I haven't done much research of this, so I'm just going to make up some stuff. Okay. They basically did an advert campaign around Santa drinks Coke, get around it, Coke is Christmas, you like Christmas, Coke, here we're at. No one could say they weren't allowed to do it because Santa's kind of a weird uh, free IP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is the most Coke-esque thing to do. So I'm putting that straight in the category of genuinely here to make money and marketing ploy. So you're suggesting that Coke has more influence like Santa's strength and permeating image yes. than Santa himself. Probably a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember reading back in the day that like the depictions of Santa was kind of shaped more so by Coke. Like Santa... Became exclusively red and white. Yes, when Coke came along. Shockingly, the label of yeah. that brand. Yeah, because <laughs> I believe like Santa Claus originated, I think, in Poland and somewhere else. There were sort of two figures, and they were like monks or priests that used to take gifts to poor kids. I think was where it sort of originally came from. Um, but yeah, he didn't rock the old uh, white and red <laughs> velvet fur <laughs> kit. Um. I would say uh, off the back of the old Santa thing is classic made up thing is when did Mrs. Claus dress like a tart? Because somehow she's always at home knitting. Yeah. But yet now somehow she is fallen in with the slutty nurse, slutty cat Halloween outfit <laughs> realm of things too. Right. Yes. It's odd. My other one, <laughs> mistletoe. I feel like objectively there's like some good intentions there. But because I'm probably too jaded, I feel like a bad dude came up with mistletoe. Yeah. Or even like Aussies having turkey at Christmas. Why is that a thing? Yeah. It's got nothing to do. Like, they're not a native bird. I've never been to a restaurant or a sandwich bar and someone said turkey is the meat of the day. It's an odd meat. 
It tastes like crap. Like it's very low down the meat levels. It's very look. Good turkey is good. It's very easy to cook bad turkey. Yeah, not a lot of leeway there. It it very quickly goes from succulent meat to dry fabric, and no amount of can- cranberry sauce can fix that. No, exactly. But you're right. Like it does feel like there's a lot of things. It's like some Maya with their Christmas ads. You know, that's like a big thing in Australia. The Maya Christmas ad. The Maya Christmas display. Every year they're jamming shit into that ad that has got nothing. Like all of a sudden it's Christmas cats. You know, like Santa has a lot of cats. Or uh, one a few years back where, you know, they love to do like, oh, you know, the reindeer has some stuff. But then like one year the reindeer had a MacBook Pro. I was like, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know what you mean. That's where it crosses over and you're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Something's not right here. <laughs> yeah. Reindeer's installing his uh, iTunes and having trouble getting his iTunes discount vouchers through his account. Mm. My other good one is is certain drinks and whatnot. So eggnog. Yeah. Again, I just like these ones that people are just like, and I refer back to, because it happened, one of my mates uh, from uh, Boston sent the Simpsons clip of uh, Homie, Homie going hard on eggnog and he's like, Ah, 30 days of nuggy goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't really have eggnog too much over here, but it's starting starting to seep in a lot more. Yeah, I mean, we struggle because we don't have the winter Christmas. So we grow up watching Home Alone and their version of Christmas is so different to ours because we're all in like bad Hawaiian shirts and board shorts and bare feet. Well, brings me on to my next point. Yeah. Is Christmas just a USA holiday? I feel like they're driving the ship. Yeah, this is a classic USA being classic USA, which is they take something great and they inject a lot of steroids into it. So look, I was fortunate where I was, I've been in the States for a Christmas, actually yeah. in Canada, and I will be honest, it was awesome. Like We have all these carols that we listen to over here and you're sitting there and you're like, I know about you guys, but this doesn't quite feel relevant. (laughs) There is no snow. I'm sweating bullets. And I'm bowling smoke down from the Ramwick end uh, in backyard (laughs) cricket. I don't hear about Santa with any slow off spinners. Yeah. But they really, like every carol I feel like has been written in the USA and ripped off by every American artist (laughs) that there is, therefore, (laughs) afterwards. Yeah. Every one of their TV shows has to have a Christmas special. Yeah. They're not a TV show unless they have a Christmas special. Yes. And that, that is just the rule. I and mean, the- part of that is because their schedule, they, they do the whole summer is like your shit shows and then Christmas just happens to fall in their like the meaty, uh, what do you call it? Season. The primetime season. Primetime season. But yeah, you're right. It's not a good show if it doesn't have a Christmas special. And obviously, the the more popular show and they have more seasons, there's frequent Christmas specials. Yeah. <laughs> so again, you're just doubling down on this uh this whole big thing. Um, but look, it's they. I don't know. We're gonna get our man, our special guest, probably in his uh appearance to to really help us unpack it. But it's everything. It's from net. Like I can see it on Netflix now. There's more goddamn Christmas movies than I think there was possible to be made. Yeah, they're jamming them hard down your throat. But when did they get made? And a lot of them are not good. 
But people are obviously watching them. Yeah, people, I think you tolerate it. You watch stuff because you want that little bit of Christmas joy. I mean, our, like, I would also be curious to know is how many people in our generation is our version of Christmas shaped by American Christmas movies? Like, do I, I look at Christmas and realize, holy shit, it's just Home Alone. Yeah. Like, Oh Holy Night. When he's sitting in the church and the scary old guy comes and the his granddaughter's like pumping Oh Holy Night with a little girls choir. That carol, I adore that carol. And I start to go, do I just like it because it was in the official soundtrack of Home Alone? Like, I mean, it's a banger. But yeah, that whole like the wreaths on the door and I mean, yeah. Christmas specials, Friends. Friends did a Christmas episode every year. Yeah. And they're awesome. They are good. I'm, you know, I make jest, but they're good. The one with uh, where Ross with Ben, his little son, and he wants to get Ben into Hanukkah, <laughs> the Jewish celebration, and Chandler comes dressed as Santa Claus, and Ross is pissed because the best he could get was an armadillo outfit. <laughs> he had no like <laughs> mascot for Hanukkah, and he's like, "Who are you? I'm the holiday armadillo." <laughs> And then Joey wrecks it by showing up in a Superman outfit. Like <laughs> all-time iconic Christmas specials for big TV shows. And there was also like it's very hard for us to find, but we're talking about back in the day where there was even obscure things like the Star Wars Christmas specials, and anything that was anything had a Star Wars uh, Christmas special. Oh, like Family Guy, Star Wars. Yeah, or all of it. Um, but look, it's it's an interesting time. I think anybody who hasn't been to Australia, but I do think we do Christmas very well, very uniquely, very lowbrow. Yep. We're very good at catching up with relatives that we have nothing to do with nor really like. Elite. Yeah. We, we have that like hardened loyalty to family at Christmas time. Yep. I just like writing off just random stuff. I'm going to be honest. It's a great time. Like I... Again, I just made a big statement about it where I was going in hard. But it's very easy to be like, um, you know, oh, this isn't a normal slab of beer I buy. <laughs> Why not treat myself because it's Christmas? And you get a nicer nicer slab of beer, a nicer bottle of scotch because it's, it's been a long yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. Or like, I'm only going to spend $200 on gifts. You end up dropping like 800 Because you're like, ah, oh, it's Christmas. I'll get him that. Yeah, oh, look at that. Well, I didn't think that would pop up. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That uh, Belvedere bottle of vodka. They've put a mistletoe on the uh, the logo. That's quite rare. I think they're sneaky movers when they started boxing up stuff. I know they do gift sets, but I really feel like the back-end movement of that is because boxes are easier to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we like, uncovered some massive conspiracy theory here. Yeah. So that was the whole play of it where they figured out that most males can't rap. Yeah. So if you put it in a box. We've got a chance. Yeah, because then even if the dickheads shove it in one of those cheap Christmas like gift bags that you buy at the post office or the Coles, the bottle won't rattle around if it's in the gift box. Bingo. There's, a, there's an element of surprise. This is good. I, one day we have to explore what other things we can just be constantly shit at and hope the rest of society adjusts their model to suit it. I think if we get enough traction, enough people on board, <laughs> someone if there's money to be made out of people being uh, not great at a certain activity, yeah. the money will be there and the people will come. They will. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got that spending power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but look, to finish off the December, yes, I want to talk to you about my favourite month, January. Interesting. Yes. In my opinion, January is the elite month of the year. I'm going to explain why. Okay. December is weird. You get tired. Everyone wants to catch up. Uh, look, it's great to see everybody, but it's a long, like typically speaking, from mid-November with all the various catching up, you can be out of action. You can have three or four dinners a week, a lot of alcohol. Yeah, for introverts, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, their grand final. <laughs> <laughs> but it, look, it just, you know, it's also very expensive. Um, yes. But then, you know, you come to January and you're a bit tired. Works, work is, typically speaking, it's very... Uh, time sensitive there's a lot to get out before the end of the year uh, and it's got to happen now yeah come january people have hit it'll happen in 2021 mode or the next year so there's sort of this loose oh yeah no he's not back yet don't worry about it suddenly mid-jan rolls around and people are still cruising yeah in australia obviously it's peak daylight savings time everyone's got a great tan yeah you tanned up the weather's more often, even in Melbourne, it's pretty good. Yeah. More than not. Uh, you you haven't hit any warrior stage that summer is actually coming to an end because that's more like the back end of Feb when you go, what are you talking I didn't. I didn't even get to the beach. Yeah. I didn't even do anything. In January, you still could get there. It could yeah. happen. <laughs> and then there's a lot of public holidays and people are just generally good vibes. Yeah, that's a good point. And there's there's cool activities in Melbourne in Jen. Like Aussie Open is a great little cultural flag post in Jen. Yeah, I don't know what Jeff's going to do now. The Heineken Saturday has been moved to Feb Heineken BOY, do it yourself at your house. Well, he I forgot to bring this up with Jeff when we had him on last week. He loves January for that reason. This is a man who there was always like limited benches and seating at Heineken Saturday and they open the gates. He's going to kill me because I'm going to get all these details wrong. <laughs> they open the gates at like nine or something to get in. He would get there at like 6 a.m. And he would every year sort of like peer pressure a bunch of us to go with him and wait. And then we'd have these sort of coordinated like... Attack plans. Attack plans to get up the ramps, get the ticket scanned in, blah, 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 just to get to the tables. A few years ago, I did the older... So we spread... You know, you got the four like ticket scanning lanes. Yep. We spread across the four lanes, and myself and another mate have done the old ticket the wrong way up trick. So, <laughs> not scanning it and going, dude, 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 what's going on? Flip it over, mate. Huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> bought ourselves 30 seconds to 45 Elite seconds. Elite gypsy move. Yeah. And then you save it and you give the good table out to the pretty girls that don't have any guys, but then inevitably two hours later, a bunch of dudes show off at their table. Yep. Classic move. Every year. I first met Jeff at a Heineken Saturday (laughs) and I was wrapped about the table. I was like, shit, this is a good table. Yeah. (laughs) I think I rocked up at about lunchtime by the time I got organized. Yeah. He's there that early. I've got a photo of him on my Instagram if anyone follows me and he's sitting like all by himself on this little (laughs) table and there's just no one within a hundred meters of him. But the staff to let you in aren't even there at that time. Yeah. Uh, it, again, that's that's a great January activity. Everyone's happy because you've had happy. a little break too. And there's just also no stress. Yeah. You've got, you've got so much could happen. The year is your oyster. Look, you've, 
everyone's inadvertently made some New Year's uh, resolutions. That shit doesn't really start till Feb. And Feb's a short month anyway, so it's really March. Yeah, and we've all given ourselves that hope. Like, I am going to lose the extra 12 kilos that I put on in the last six weeks, but you're not going to lose it. But you don't know that yet. You know what? I am thinking about learning Latin. It's the original language. I'm just going to branch off and I'll be able to learn six from there. That rash isn't getting worse. (laughs) What's your preference? Are you a January man? Have I sold you? I'm I'm a December man. Why? Because, Because I feel like everyone leaves their shit behind for the year. So I feel like everybody who's stressed about something, they start to let it go in December. And I'm also from a big family. So our Christmases, even though there's, and I've got lots of cousins and stuff that listen to this podcast. There's a few of you listening who, let's be real, you're a bit of a weird unit, but that's all right. (laughs) No, but... Uh, so I have all these sort of like ingrained memories of, you know, going to Christmas or like carols by candlelight and sitting in grandma's lap and the big, you know, we have like 30, 40, 50 people to our Christmases. So every year it's like a big thing. And there's a little bit of a cheesy sentimental streak in me. So I kind of like it. The whole corporate Christmas party thing, I'm a bit meh. But I, and because I live in Melbourne and from Perth, Christmas represents like I go back home and we do like a, uh, pre-Christmas like cricket day with my mates which is effectively just seven eskies jammed to the brim with cheap tin beer you know we're all shirtless none of us have good rigs lots of bounces lots of sixes no running between wickets you know we get wu-tanged playing cricket in Perth heat go to bars realize that we're all way older now than everybody else like so it's got all of that attached to it for me well fair point I can see I can see the case yeah there's a social yearn or pull for December. Yeah. See, I probably don't like December because it's got New Year's Eve built into it. Well, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I knew I knew you'd forgotten something. But you're, I thought I was cynical. You've got next level cynicism. I'm not that cynical. You're just brutal in seeing <laughs> things for what they are <laughs> and then writing them off. I just have an honest lens on everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cynical. I see it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're like, Nah, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, but look, it's um, look. Either way, it is a it is a great time. Yes, and it's well deserved by everybody uh, up until this point. Yeah, but uh, look, either way, I'm looking forward to it. It's early days. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be fun. We'll find memories. That's right. Um, but look, I think that's uh, objectively it. You know, you got to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I didn't think this far ahead. I don't normally know how we wrap it up. But um, but look, uh, a couple of little minor comments, guys. Uh, we've still got a few hats left. So yes. sing out uh, if you want to get involved in those. Uh, it's all on the website. Um, if not, you're more than welcome to message us. And yep. then Courtney will figure out how to send you a link because I don't know how to do that. Yeah, for our shipmates out there that said, oh, save us a hat, save us a hat, and you still haven't committed financially, get your act together. Yeah, or like you've got two options, be the good bloke and get it, or you'll see me rock up and you're getting a hat uh, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, and he's been working out. His tries and buys are looking good. You're going to take the hat. Summer months, summer months. Summer months. Uh, he's getting ready for January. <laughs> <laughs> but as anything, like looking forward to, uh, you know, stay tuned for the upcoming uh, special edition podcasts. Yeah. Uh, like anything, uh, you know, we are a word of mouth podcast. 
Yes. Uh, so if you do hear of anybody out there who is interested <laughs> and wants to, uh, you know, get around a couple of lads and uh, even partake, be a guest, we're more than welcome to extend the proverbial olive branch. Yeah. If you think you're worthy of a mic, we want you on. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I am, but here we are. So. <laughs> Shout out to Dane Westaway Shaw too, our first official Golden Baller supporter. Yes, of the podcast. We will have to organise his uh, call-in segment. Yes, executive producer now is part of his deal. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the credit train. But all money for the hats go towards the podcast too. Yeah, so that's right. So it's uh, not funding uh, APNI's legal cases that result from misbehaviour at Christmas parties. And that's a different fund that we'll come up with later. But um, <laughs> look. Cordo, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yes. As always. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time out. I hopefully you've enjoyed the lead into the end of the year. As a, Feel free to touch base with us. Click us a message on Instagram, all the DM stuff. Uh, you'll either get me or Courtney responding to us or our graduate that we don't have. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Cordo. Thanks, mate. No worries. Stay safe, everyone.